This week on Paladin Financial Talk, we're going to talk about seven mistakes that people make when choosing a financial advisor. Hmm, I thought you were going to talk about seven mistakes people make in choosing the right pizza. No, but that's a good idea. We'll put that in the show notes. That's a possible possibility. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for joining us for this week's show. As always, we have Mr. Tony Shore, our co-host, joining us here from afar, our remote host, as we like to say here in the COVID times. Good afternoon, Tony. Well, good afternoon, Jeff. I'm all dressed up with no place to go but the radio, so I'm here with you uh, on our lovely show today, and thanks for having me, by the way, on the show. Absolutely, and I'm glad you asked for a couple uh, dad jokes to kick us off here. I'm ready and raring to go. Wait, wait. Um, No. I I didn't. Mm. uh, No. No no one asked for those, but uh, as long as you have them, go ahead. All right, here we go. Here we go. Why did the pig get hired by the restaurant? Mm, I don't know. Mm, He was really good at bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't Cheddar invite Swiss cheese to go golfing? I don't know. He always gets a hole in one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad one. We'll put we'll put some distance between that and the the show here. <laughs> no, th- yeah, please. <laughs> so, uh, you've been busy though lately, haven't you, Jeff? You've been meeting with a lot of people, a lot of our listeners and people uh calling in, coming into the office, setting up that complimentary consultation with you, right? Yeah, we have been very busy and uh, we're excited. We have some uh, office changes here. We're expanding our office and next week we're going to be uh, uh, disheveled for a week, but we're we're adding on an additional conference room and another couple of offices as we continue to grow. So excited about living out of a box for, for a week, but it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it when it's all done. So how soon do you think the new offices will be completed? Uh, supposed to be not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. Monday, so whatever. So add a week to is. that, as with any yeah. construction project. Okay. Exactly. Got exactly. Yes. So, so what are I'm, we talking I'll be moving about? Moving in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're what are we talk talking this, about? <laughs> talk this week about seven mistakes that people make when hiring or choosing a financial advisor, and who they want to have help them out with their finances and retirement planning and investments and all the the fun things that we like to talk about here on our show. And a very common question that we get from folks when we meet with them, particularly if they've not worked with an advisor and haven't seen value or don't understand what, what one does, very common question we get is, well, what do you do? And is it worth whatever fees you charge? And how does all this stuff work? And um, we can make no guarantees, nor can any advisor on on what we're going to do for folks. But there's a study, Northwestern Mutual, big insurance and financial services company did last year in 2019. And it found that U.S. adults who work with a financial advisor report substantially greater financial security, 
confidence and clarity than those who go it alone. So I think that says a lot. Uh, and Vanguard is a, another well-known institution. They, they did a fancy study called Advisor Alpha that you can Google and read about. And it was trying to answer the question, well, what value does an advisor bring? And they tried to put some numbers to that. And their answer was about 3% a year, meaning 3% uh, returns, higher value than what one would be doing on their own. About half of that 3% comes from actual investment returns and the other half, uh, the other one and a half percent comes from things like minimizing taxes, making good decisions on uh, contributions and, and taking money out of things efficiently. So okay. those are a couple things to think about there. And you also have the, the uh, intangible benefit of hopefully reduced stre- stress and having someone that does this for lots of folks and helps them plan for retirement day in and day out uh, where that's their full-time job. So that's uh, some food for thought. And for our clients, one of the things that we provide to, to help towards that end with that peace of mind is we provide a written financial plan that we update every time we get together with folks and review their finances and their plan. So today so far, I've had three review meetings where we've updated people's numbers and goals and objectives, and we make sure everything is dialed in and we're on the right track based on their personal situation, which is going to change over time. Well, yeah. And the the key here, I think from what you're saying is you need to work with a financial professional. I mean, you shouldn't go it alone. There's so many uh, ins and outs. You can get lost in the weeds, especially with how quickly uh, the rules and, uh, you know, retirement income tools and, uh, you know, investment tools out there change, how rapidly they change. You really need to work with a trusted financial professional. So what are these mistakes we need to avoid when we're looking for a financial advisor to work with? Yeah, the first is hiring an advisor who is not a fiduciary. And a fiduciary is someone who's legally and ethically bound to act in another person's best interest. So from a a financial representation perspective, an investment advisor is someone who is a fiduciary. And the other two categories of financial services people, you have insurance agents and what are called registered representatives. They're generally not held to the fiduciary standard in a lot of the advice that they provide, but an investment advisor is. But in addition to that, uh, for myself anyway, and there are a number of folks out there, about 4% of the advisors are certified financial planners. So it's a relatively low percentage. But as a CFP, all the advice that I give my clients, I'm doing so as a fiduciary. So to me, that's important. And to our firm and the advice that we give for our clients, we want to make sure we're looking out for people's best interests and everything that we recommend. Sure. And as a CFP, and a certified financial planner and a fiduciary, you're actually audited uh, to make sure that you are uh, doing what is in your client's best interests. And uh, Jeff, I know you, you'd do this anyway, uh, but just know that you need to work with a fiduciary because uh, they are held to a higher standard. Correct. Yes. You know, and for some folks, if they're just looking for, hey, I want to buy a mutual fund, don't give me any advice. I, this is what I want. You, you don't need a fiduciary for that necessarily. But most people are looking for comprehensive advice and help me avoid pitfalls and mistakes. And how do I get the most out of Social Security? And what about my pension and my 401k and all these things? It's best to work with a fiduciary and, and make sure you're getting some uh, good advice there. Sure. So what's number two? <laughs> 
Uh, second one is hiring the first advisor you meet. Uh, you want to make sure that you find the right fit. And sometimes that takes meeting with a couple people to understand uh, how does this work? What questions do I ask? And, and uh, might require some follow-up conversations, but uh, make sure that uh, you're doing a little bit of homework there, not only meeting that person, but doing research about them as well. And if you give us a call or come in and meet with us, I can educate you more on uh, how to look us up as a firm and, and do some research there or others that you might be comparing to, but do your homework and know who's providing you advice. Yeah. Good one. Uh, and by the way, you were not the first advisor I ever met. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, number, number three is choosing an advisor with the wrong specialty. You know, some investment advisors, financial planners, uh, financial people in general, they work in different areas. So for us, we, we work with folks of all ages, but our primary focus is retirees and pre-retirees. And uh, some others, they, they focus more on specific types of investments. So for example, I was in a, a meeting earlier today and got out of the meeting and there's a stack of brochures and a, a bag of cookies sitting on our, our one of our tables. And uh, what's called a wholesaler from some firm that's offering some investment product stopped in to see if we would be willing to look at what they offer. And it's the type of thing that I don't want anything to do with personally. I wouldn't recommend to our clients and there's not a fit there, but for other firms that they show up with cookies, that's going to be a good fit for them and you know, <laughs> different types of investment tools. So making sure you know the experience, the background, uh, the product offerings, the solution offerings that those people can provide for you to make sure it's the right fit for you because it's not always the right fit. Right, right. So that's number three. Don't choose the, an advisor that specializes in something that is wrong for you or doesn't look at the big picture. What's number four? Number four would be picking an advisor with an, an incompatible strategy. And for example, my general approach to things, and we have some clients that we support that use a different approach than this, but my general approach is we're not trying to time the market and read the tea leaves and predict when you know, the, the, the line's going to go up and down. In my experience, that doesn't work too well. And if you listen to our podcast, you'll, you'll hear this theme throughout. Instead, we want to have a reasonable plan, take a reasonable amount of risk based on your personal situation, your income, your assets, debt, all these things that build into our financial planning process and uh, make sure that steady wins the race. If you have a good plan in place, when the market does whatever the market does, you don't have to make significant changes overnight and lose sleep because you're on the right path already. Um, others are more focused on market timing. They're going to call you up. Hey, I read the tea leaves and I think we should move to cash and I'll let you know when we were ready to go back into the market. And, um, that's not what we do. So if that's the type of thing you're, you're looking for, find a firm that's in alignment with your philosophy with that. But, uh, in my experience that doesn't work out too well long-term. Right. Yeah. I definitely want to, want to do that. Okay. What's next? Number five would be not asking about credentials. And part of that is licensure. So I mentioned there's three types of financial services people. You have insurance agents, registered representatives, and investment advisors. So you want to know that person that might be giving you advice, are they licensed in one, two, or all three of those categories? And then secondly, in addition to that, 
which tools can they use within each of those worlds. So for example, in the securities world, registered representatives, there are different licensing exams that people have to pass in order to be able to provide different solutions to folks. So understand what their options are there. And uh, again, do some background checks on those. Uh, again, for us as a certified financial planner, you can look us up on the CFP board's website and again, do your, do your homework. Well, that one, um, that's an eye opener for me because when you said ask about credentials to check their credentials, I thought you meant something like, have you seen every Bill Murray movie at least twice? Do you like pizza? <laughs> I thought those were the kind of questions to check their credentials, but uh, you're talking about <laughs> other types of credentials. Uh, what type of an advisor they are? Are they a fiduciary? I get it now. Yeah, you were more referring to number two, you know, where we talked about hiring the first advisor you meet to make sure they're a good fit for you. You know, right. if that's important to you, yeah, ask Well, you questions. know it is. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about off air if you haven't seen uh, the first vacation movie a few times, right? <laughs> uh, number six is not understanding how they are paid. And this is a very common question we get. How are you paid? What are your fees? How does all this stuff work? And the answer is it depends. Again, going back to those three types of financial services people, uh, different segments of the industry set those and your financial person doesn't have any control over that. So for example, in the insurance category, if you're using life insurance or fixed annuities, for example, the insurance companies set those, not your person. Uh, in the securities world, that's typically set by the, for example, the mutual fund company. And if you line up most mutual fund companies, that expense structure is going to look very similar. So not much of a difference there. The third one, the investment advisory side, that's a flat fee uh, type of a relationship. There you might get some more variance in the uh, in terms of the fees that folks are charging, but you want to dig in and understand, well, what are they actually doing for that? So you could shop around and choose a firm that charges a lower fee but they're less likely to be doing comprehensive financial planning advice and, and meeting with you on an ongoing basis to make sure that your plan is up to date. They might be more focused on investment management, which is an important piece of the puzzle, but it's not everything. So understand how they're paid and, and understand what am I actually looking for? Cause there is a menu of different services. If I want a little bit of help, you know, maybe I don't need an advisor and I just spend more time researching things on my own. But if I want to make sure um, everything's covered, you might be paying more for that. Yeah. And, and these are definitely important things that we need to know about before choosing a financial advisor. Some good points. Now, is that six or seven? Do we have one more? Uh, that's six. You know, number seven, I would suggest uh, not a, mis a mistake would be to not give us a call and, and uh, try us out. Come in for a, a complimentary second opinion on your situation, on your retirement plan, and encourage you to, to give us a call, folks. So our number is 877-219-3199, or you can visit us online at financialpaladin.com. And encourage you, if you haven't yet, subscribe to our podcast um, or uh, send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com. But we'd love to have you come in either in our office or, or virtually and uh, get to know you a little bit. But we offer that complimentary second opinion on your retirement plan. Doesn't cost you anything other than the time that we spend together. So I encourage you to do that. You'll get a lot of value out of that process. Yeah. And I know you are doing uh, in-person meetings, but uh, definitely socially distanced, uh, safe 
uh, and clean visits like that, I, I think that's great. Or you're willing to do it on the phone or virtually uh, online. So uh, our folks out there should know that it, there's no cost, no obligation. It's complimentary. So, and you're a great guy to sit down and talk to, whether it's about movies or finances. Uh, I find uh, <laughs> I find you're well educated on both, so I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but Jeff, great show today. I mean, uh, definitely seven mistakes that I bet a lot of people do make when they're choosing a financial advisor. So, uh, why don't you give that number one more time before we go? Uh, phone number is eight seven seven two one nine three one nine nine. All right. Thanks, Jeff. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.